0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to my podcast. Um, this is episode two of, I guess, my podcast. I don't know. I, Even though this is, like, technically named, I'm not for, cer- for sure certain on this name, um, so it might change. Um, so until then, um, until I have a stable name, my introductions might be a little bit kind of a little bit weird. Um, but this is episode two um season one (laughs) and we're talking about peter nygaard and if you don't know who peter nygaard is um he is a canadian fashion designer he originated in winnipeg manitoba um but he was born on july 24th 1941 uh so he's 79 years of age um in helinski florida um, after he was born, his parents immigrated to Canada in 1952, first living in Deloraine, Manitoba, but moving shortly after to Winnipeg. Um, once he got older, he graduated from the University of North Dakota in 1964 with a business degree, going on to be a very successful, powerful business person, fashion designer, and business executive um so that being said um we'll go a little bit more into why we're talking about him today he got arrested this past week um in actually i believe i think it was winnipeg um on a couple charges surrounding his sexual assault allegations that have been going on this past year um but before i get into that i'll just get into about how extensive his brand really got and how many stores really began to sell it or you know just he was described as like a fashion mogul i think that's how you pronounce it so like you know he was given that title for a reason his clothes are literally sold everywhere and you know walmart costco there's standalone stores they're in canada they're in america they're in like bunch of other countries so you know they're literally freaking everywhere um and you just happened to be from winnipeg so um i think this is really kind of an important thing to cover um i think a lot of people don't necessarily think of fashion industries expanding into the prairie provinces like alberta and saskatchewan and manitoba i think this guy um proves that it does not only that, but it also proves how dangerous the industry really is, um, not only once you get to like the higher up parts of it, but once you're in the local parts as well. Um, so Peter Nygaard, um, as I said, he began to be a very successful, powerful business person, a fashion designer, and a business executive after graduating from the University of North Dakota with a business degree. Um, So although he has his own brand named Peter Nygaard, he also runs Nygaard Slims, Bianca Nygaard, ADX, Tanjay, Aaliyah, and Allison Daly. Um, So Nygaard International, which was founded by Peter in 1967, closed its doors due to bankruptcy this past year in 2020. It was founded in Winnipeg, um, the company expanded into the U.S. in 1978, and in 1987, Peter opened the company's international sales and marketing team in Toronto, Canada. Um, the company had corporate facilities in New York, sorry, New York, New York, um, Winnipeg, Manitoba, and Toronto, Ontario. Um, retail stores that carry Nyguard brands include Walmart, Costco, Winners, and Belks, um, plus a handful of small independent stores across North America. In February 2020, um, Dillard's, which carried one of his brands exclusively, I forget which one, but it was one of the Nygard ones that actually had Nygard in the name, it carried it exclusively, Um, they dropped them after allegations of rape and sex trafficking began to appear. Um, The same month, on February 25th, 2020, Peter stepped down from the company, and on April 22nd, 2020, 36 new women, on top of the 10 that initially charged him, joined the sexual assault lawsuit that was also filed in Feb 2020 that began all of this. Um, In March 2020, the company filed for bankruptcy, and yeah, that concludes it. (laughs) The company filed for bankruptcy after all of these allegations came out, which like, you know, I think at that point, it's just kind of like, well, we know we're fucked anyway. We might as well just throw it all away at this point. We might as well just go out our way instead of having to be forced out, if that makes sense. Um, That being said, the allegations began in February 2020, as I said, with the eyes searching the New York headquarters of Nygaard International. Peter originally blamed the allegations on his longtime feud with Louis Bacon or Bacon. I don't know. Maybe he's French, um, but apparently he's his neighbor. Um, <laughs> I have, I don't know um, if he's like significant in any way, but in the article I read when I was researching this, it said it was his neighbor and that he was blaming all of these on him for some reason. So I don't know. Maybe it's like, I don't know. Maybe it's freaking Dinkelberg up in this bitch. <laughs> but anyway, um, later on in the month, lawyers representing the women behind the class action lawsuit said they received information, uh, quote, from over 100 witnesses, including dozens of victims, who have come forward with additional evidence relating to alleged rape and assault. In the original lawsuit, 10 women accused Nygaard of luring bribing and sexually assaulting them among the allegations some of the most horrific included Nagar drugging and raping his victims many of whom were 14 and 15 at the time and that he maintained a database of over 7,500 women and girls he's known as canada's jeffrey epstein and is also connected to prince andrew who had similar scandals and accusations come out about him earlier this year Prince Andrew is also known to be connected to Jeffrey Epstein, who committed suicide last year after being arrested on July 6, 2019 on federal charges for the sex trafficking of minors in Florida and New York. Um, So this moves us in to Nygaard's recent convictions and indictments. Um, So as I said earlier this week, he got arrested for all of this shit that's been going on this past year. And I'm sorry if I cuss, by the way, in my podcast. Um, That's just how I talk. I will admit that um, I don't know, I'm recording this, it's Saturday night, I've had a couple drinks, um, but I needed to get this done, and I knew I could, so, I curse, that's just my thing, but anyway, um, this brings us to his recent convictions, so on Monday, December 13th, 2020, Manitoba RCMP said federal RCMP officers, along with members of the Winnipeg Police Service, arrested Nygaard on Monday. The arrest follows the U.S. Justice department's request to initiate extradition against nargard he has a total of nine charges in the united states um, which include one count of conspiracy to commit sex trafficking three counts of sex trafficking of a minor by force two counts of transportation for purpose of prostitution and one count of transportation for purpose of prostitution and illegal sexual activity He's also been accused of one count of racketeering conspiracy, which means it's alleged he and others used his company to benefit illegally and repeatedly, generally involving extortion or coercion. Um, Going back to the Department of Justice, they also allege that Nygaard used company funds, employees, and resources to recruit, entice, transport, harbor, and maintain women and minors for Nygaard's sexual gratification and, on occasion, the gratification of Nygaard's personal friends and business associates. On page 4 of the official indictment (laughs) released by the court, it says, from at least in or about 1995, up to and including in or about 2020, in the Southern District of New York and elsewhere, Peter Nygard, the defendant, and others known and unknown, being persons employed by and associated with the enterprise described in paragraphs 1 through 6 of this indictment, knowingly combined, conspired, confederated, and agreed together with each other to violate the racketeering laws of the United States, to wit, section 1962 c of title 18 united states code in the conduct of the affairs of the enterprise which was engaged in and the activities which affected interstate and foreign commerce through a pattern of racketeering activity consisting of and then it begins to list his various offenses um so it says It then goes on to describe how Peter would financially abuse his models or his girlfriends, as he called them, because they weren't all just models, some of them would be his employees, or even just some younger girls off the street, by withholding financial aid after making them reliant on him for essentially everything, and or withholding modeling jobs and other career improvement opportunities if his victims refused. He would often lure them via dinner or party invites, often targeted women and girls who came from a history of abuse or low-income households. So he's a classic manipulator. If you ever, like, I guess, look at abusive relationships, you always notice this pattern where one of the partners is reliant on the other. And that's why I really stress independence so much. I truly believe that people need to be whole themselves before they can i guess be in a healthy relationship not to say they can't be in love because of course they can be but be in like a healthy stable relationship you would need to be whole and everything like that um but yeah because of that that's why abusers often target people that have low self-esteem because they believe that they're a bit easier to control Um, so with all of that being said, it's not surprising that he targeted women like that and young girls like that, because once you go into the fashion industry, you really do start to realize how many of these girls have low self-esteem, don't truly believe that they're worth anything, or, you know, often wondering if they should even eat their next meal or things like that, you know? It's not a common occurrence to meet somebody that has depression or severe anxiety in this job. Um... So, in one of the sources that I used, which was Global News, um, who did an article on this, they used the term alleged a lot. So, I'm just wondering, if he's convicted, do- I don't really think that makes it alleged, does it? Like, wh- he wouldn't be arrested if it wasn't proven? Um, in cr- I don't know. It just, it makes me wonder. I haven't really, like, come to a full conclusion about that, so... I was going to research into it more and I just haven't gotten around to it um as many of you guys know this is just kind of something I do on the side I work full-time and then I do this um just as something I enjoy um but my question would be if it's not actually like only alleged and he has been proven guilty and that's why he's been arrested on these charges then why are they protecting him you know he is a rapist and a statue a statutory rapist, at that, and the sex trafficker, and just like a horrible man, he doesn't deserve protection from the media. In um, a quote from his lawyer, speaking of which, Jay Prober, horrible last name, it says, We're very concerned about Mr. Nygaard's well being, considering his age and medical issues. He is very susceptible to the worst consequences of COVID 19 as long as he remains in jail where the virus is rampant. Okay. They have released how many prisoners from jail this past year because of fucking COVID-19, okay? I'm sure, given Mr. Nygaard's um, stance and his relevance within the society, and especially the fashion industry, um, there could be accommodations. But this man, he can't be walking free, you know? He can't just be going about as normal. Um, we, in Canada especially, um, have a really hard time believing victims when it comes to the justice court, or sorry, <laughs> the freaking justice court, geez. Um, taking sexual assault cases to court and everything like that. It often takes years to be processed, if it's even taken seriously, and it's just... Unfortunately, a lot of people, because of the fact that it's not taken seriously, often feel discouraged from even reporting in the first place because they don't know if things will be done. And to hear that from a lawyer, um, you know, even though I do understand his popularity and everything like that, of course, they're going to be protecting him a lot. Um, It's just disappointing that they would prioritize his character, or what remains of it, over the well-being of all of these women and girls that he's assaulted and traumatized for life, you know. Um, How obvious can it be that it's just an excuse to prolong this case? Um, The statement itself, I won't comment on, um, as I've made a personal decision not to make my pages... Excuse me. As I've made a personal decision to make my pages free from politics and COVID-19 and everything like that um I think we see enough of that in our day-to-day lives it doesn't need to be on my podcast when that's not even what I'm talking about in the first place um it's just you know the context in which in which it's said is what makes me question their genuine concern why is his health or his character like I said prioritized um overprotecting the public and uh, unsuspecting women and girls who continue to work in this industry. Not only that, but if this was not Peter Nygaard and just a regular 79-year-old man, um, they would have probably advised him to plead guilty um, because of the extensive amount of evidence and the fact that sentences are often less less harsh when there's a guilty plea. Um, It's a classic example of a manipulator or an abuser, as I said earlier. They almost always, in cases as large as this, like we have seen with Jeffrey Epstein and now Ghislaine Maxwell, they first establish trust with their victims. They then make them reliant on them in one way, shape, or form, and in both of these examples, they did it financially. In less extensive cases and examples, we can use an abusive partner as an example. In the beginning, it's often super great, nothing can go wrong, and then it either all hits at once or gradually becomes more abusive or manipulative um, over time. Victims often stay because they believe it'll get better on its own, as it's actively worsening and they either have too low of of a self-esteem to do anything about it, or they truly believe that they're trapped, often citing the partner as their only source of happiness, overexerting themselves to ensure they don't hurt or anger their partner, or being reliant on their partner for basic needs, needs and income um there were so many times Kay. I realized this while I was researching this whole Peter Nygaard deal and like who he really was and like how he did his crimes and things like that um I realized that I had been invited to quite a bit of the fashion industry parties in Vancouver and not to say that I think that you know they were the same thing as this Peter Nygaard thing but you never know and I would just never go to them because I never had anyone to go with or I would have class the next day because um, part of the reason why I went to Vancouver was so I could go to school there but it's just crazy you know Um, you literally just skim past things and you never realize how significant they are until after you've passed them and you look back and it's like whoa like that really happened um Like, I think my first one, honestly, was something as innocent as a Christmas ugly sweater party for the local Vancouver fashion industry, and they were really upset that I couldn't go, and I couldn't figure out why. I was like, I'm 18, you know, I can't even drink legally here, (laughs) and yeah, it was just really strange, Um, but now it makes sense. Um, I also got invited to some parties where the admission fee would normally be like, fifty to a hundred dollars per person um but because I was a model I was offered free admission um they would be in these really big mansions that people rented out and I didn't have to I didn't go to those either like I said because of class or because I had no one to go with um which sucked at the time because at the time I was super into it and I was like oh my gosh of course like why would I not go but you know even if it wasn't a mansion party it's unsafe to go to a party by yourself anyway you know you never know what can happen you always want to have somebody or a couple of people there with you um but yeah like I said I didn't even connect that until I did the research for the guy and honestly my mind's a little blown so um with all of that being said I think that concludes this weekend's podcast I want to thank you all for listening, and next week we will be talking about Jean-Luc Brunel, who also got arrested a couple days ago, but in Paris on similar indictments. So um, I will see you then, and I hope you have a good week. Bye!